0: Welcome to another episode of Where in the Folk? Today, I'm Cecil Fletcher, as always, and we got Mr. Henry Tully up there in the farthest reaches of northern Kentucky, where the high and mighty live, in the 20-story apartment building in the sky, and a Miss Jenny Ashford. Jenny, if everybody's not familiar with your content, even though you have, like, a billion subscribers on YouTube, tell them where in the folk you are. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, gee, I'm in uh, Central Florida. I wish I had a billion subscribers <laughs> yeah. on YouTube. You
0: got <laughs> more than us.
1: <laughs> I'm glad my problems would be solved. I think we just recently broke 11,000. Um, and that we were like super excited about that. But I don't know. We, we probably have a lot like, because I do an audio version of the podcast too. Um, but I don't really even know what platforms that goes to. So I'm not even sure how many people just listen to the audio. We mostly just you know mess with the with the youtube show because we've done so we do so so much of our stuff as live streams now that i don't even like bother i don't even bother listening to our stuff either because we've been getting so drunk on the shows lately <laughs> it's like at the <laughs> end we're probably just all we're slurring our words like bye guys
2: oh
3: well we're having a no, good time no shame but no shame <laughs> <laughs> we had to uh we had to move over to BitShoot. Yeah. We were getting so it was the strangest things. Like you could see our views, like our views would shoot up, you know, couple hundred, and then on the same video you would log in the next day and it would be down. It'd be like ten. I'm <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> and, then, and then our our subscribers were the the exact same boat. Like it would go up fifteen, and then down twenty, or like overnight It was just completely strange, and I think it's because of the stuff we talk about sometimes. Yeah. Um. Like it also like it, <laughs> it uh it recommended our videos with like soft core porn and stuff that's on YouTube. <laughs> so it just wasn't a good fit for us.
0: Way we found that I was watching some foot fetish videos, and ours popped up next. So I was like, "What?" <laughs>
1: Yeah. I was going to say, how'd you buy that out? But yeah, well, I don't know. It's we, um, Tom had a thing like a long time. I don't even remember how long ago this was. Cause I don't have any sense of time anymore, but, um, he was kind of like, well, why don't you put our show up on bit also just in case, like we have to take all our shit down off YouTube for whatever reason. Um, and so I, what I do, it's like every day, I back everything up, like all the live streams. I download all the live streams. I do an audio version. I back them all up in my Dropbox. So I have them in case anything gets, you know, in case we ever get kicked off or anything. Honestly, though, I haven't really, even though we talk about like some crazy shit on our show too, but it's like, and we go off on these like tangents. I think the show we were doing last night, which was about um, like a true crime case from 1981, the uh, Ken Rex McElroy. And, but I think that like, five minutes into the show we were talking about two girls one cup or for someone i don't even know how that happened but <laughs> so i never know how it happens but it's just i don't know we don't um i don't know i don't we don't get too many problems i think every now and then when we do uh, true crime episodes in particular um you know the monetization will be limited but, you know, if you can't have like you can only have 18 plus ads on it or whatever, but I haven't had anything taken off. The only complaints I've had are from like copyright, like if there was like, a little piece of music or or something in the background. And, you know, we got in trouble for that, but it would always happen that,
3: with. Um, so it would be it just be a random episode. But what would happen is a bot, I mean, obviously, a bot would comment and they would they would comment a specific tom in the video and it'd just be what was the last one
0: talking about i can't remember uh, it's it, ridiculous
3: <laughs> and it, it was after these bot stamps like that that would just have like a tom in the video and no other comment it was after those for like six weeks we would see the roller coaster on the subscribers and views
0: I think it's just that people don't like us too much. <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: not not liking you doesn't cause views to go down. <laughs> um,
0: I've,
3: I've seen those.
1: I've seen those bot comments too, with just like the time on it and like yeah. time stamping a little thing, and it's just some random. We get that. I don't. It's not too bad. I just go in there and like every morning and delete them. Um, one thing we have started noticing though in our on our live streams, which we never used to have before. Um, is that we always get at least one troll that I'm pretty sure is not really a person, but they always kind of have these screen names that have like really offensive, um, you know, words in there. And I'm wondering if it's like some bot from some other thing, like Tom was like, maybe it's some other streaming service that's trying to like fuck with YouTube. And so they're putting, um, so they're trolling your videos with all these like really, uh, you know, racist terms and stuff like that. Um, so we started getting that a lot, but it's weird. Yeah, it's, it's really strange. And I was like, well, it's annoying, but we have a lot of, um, regulars in our chat They're We made them all mods. So as soon as something like that comes up, they just kick it off. And, uh, so it hasn't been too much trouble, but I told Tom, I said, well, in a way, maybe we should be flattered. Cause I guess before we weren't big enough to like get any trolls. So I was like, maybe this means we like hit some kind of plateau or something of, you know the number of viewers or whatever because now people are like bothering to troll if it's people I don't know it might just be bots I'm not entirely sure I said if it's people they're like really sad people that don't have anything better to do with their lives I guess yeah like listen to us listen our drunken rambling
0: (laughs) totally disagrees with me but I live on negativity and I offered to uh, do a thing on Twitter where if you could leave the nastiest comment like the most rude thing on our thing I'd send you gifts (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it <was against> it. <laughs> like call me a fat fuck or something You're talking really <laughs> general about it say <laughs> my mustache looks shitty even though we know that's a lie <laughs> 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 that's my dream though i see uh, so you're into music pretty good have either one of you been listening to a lot of emo country no I'm in emo country. Oh, no, what
3: are you talking about, man? Okay. All this,
0: all this new country, which I love, like Logan did and all them, it's all emo country. Like it's, and I feel like the kids that like the, I don't know, like Sunday and stuff are going to take it over eventually. <laughs> I haven't heard any of them. <laughs> emo country, it's Logan Housed, you know, all them. You need to check it out. It's real sad stuff straight i mean finish. i like sad stuff but the south of the appalachian hills is good stuff <laughs> <laughs> i have to I look into that <laughs> i don't know man
3: emo and country <laughs> what are they what are they, are they sad about their dogs or no, chickens not, or
0: like <laughs> mine and stuff and like pills and whatnot you know right. um jamming <laughs> Foreman came down here last weekend and um we was going to record some songs and what ended up happening was I took him down the rabbit hole of listening to rap in emo country. all night. <laughs> I was like, we'll get to metal later, man.
3: <laughs> so I, I saw that you watched um, Brand New Cherry Flavor. Yeah. So yeah. after, like after I found out I had COVID, obviously I didn't have much to do. So I, I went on a, a watching rampage. I watched. I watched the whole season. How do you feel about that show?
1: I actually really liked it. Um, it's. Pre- it was pretty weird, but I like that. I mean, I like that. I didn't really know where it was going. I liked that it had this kind of like weird David Lynch, David Cronenberg noir type of but also new retro wave kind of thing to it it's like i didn't like love love it but i actually really liked it a lot um i I watched it over like two nights i think i would say
3: after three after three episodes it was awesome
0: but i feel like they sort of lost where they were going with it let's get some spoilers i haven't i haven't watched it (laughs) what's this about i've never even heard of it
1: it's kind of, it's about, oh my God, it's like kind of hard to explain, but um, it's about, it kind of starts out as there's this young woman and she is a filmmaker from New York and she makes this kind of like fucked up short film called Lucy's Eyes. Nice. And this, um, this producer, I guess, sees it and is like blown away by it. And he's like, oh my God, we need to get her out here and we need to make a film with her. And so she comes out to LA and he um, is like, yeah, we're going to, I'm going to give you all this money and we're going to make uh, you know, a full length thing of your movie. And it's like, you can direct it and stuff. And then he kind of fucks her over. Um, at which point she goes to a witch and puts a curse on him. Um, and she says that she wants to what is the phrase she uses set his life on fire or something like that so she just like wants to fuck up his life like as bad as possible um and there's a whole thing with um vomiting up kittens there's just all it's just it's it's crazy crazy story it just gets weirder and weirder and more surreal and shit like that um so it's based on a novel but now that i've watched it it's like i'm kind of I'm kind of interested to read the book. The only thing, I I think it ended a little anticlimactically, but I don't know if they're going to do another season of it.
3: So, you know what I mean? And I I guess that's why I felt like it kind of dropped off at the end. I I feel like it could have been, like they really could have drove it home, I think, and it's kind of off. Yeah, it
1: it did kind of seem like, oh, well, that that was the end of that, you know what I mean? But I kind of feel like they're, I mean, I guess the way they left it, it could stay like that, but I kind of feel like they're maybe going to do another season of it. Um, And it might not even follow that original girl anymore. Lisa, it might follow like the witch, you know? Yeah. But I I kind of feel like it might follow that girl and like it to be a whole other story. But I don't know. That was kind of like the impression I got of the direction that it was going. But it's definitely one of the better series I've seen lately, just because it was like such a weird idea, like such a weird concept. And I really like... I really like, um, you know, shit that just goes yeah. balls out crazy, and that's like we don't even care. if People, like me too. <laughs> people, me don't too. Know
3: the fuck's
0: <laughs> Like the the first
3: time she threw up a kit, and I'm just like, what? <laughs> what <was that? laughs>
0: she has to take them to Walmart and give them away for free. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I think that because I I don't know. I think they only mentioned this. Like, but wasn't the witch like drinking the kit the cat's blood?
3: yeah wasn't
1: it because they were like magical sort of kittens
3: yeah (laughs) i mean i I think they stopped just short of animal cruelty yeah that to that level but yeah they insinuated i think that she was drinking the blood yeah
1: i don't think she was killing the cats but they because i thought they showed at one point that she was just like drawing blood out of it and drinking it and then like keeping it because i thought the cats kind of like represented I don't know It was a, like represented like creativity or like the fucked up stuff that was in your like or emotions or something so every time because every time she threw she'd get mad and then she would throw one up and then like the witch would take it so i kind of thought that that's where they were going with that but that's i don't right. know like i said it's a weird ass story
0: but i don't know i kind of dug it <laughs> i'm gonna watch that shit tonight I'm, i know <laughs> it's too mainstream i know it's pretty mainstream but i'm into this new season of american horror story honestly i like it a lot have you guys started watching or do you even watch it
1: no i really need to get into american horror story i think i saw the first season and then some of them did i I, some of them like i guess some of them are better than others it's like one of these days i need to like sit down and just like watch all of them um they're not really related to one another right they're all like standalone
0: some of them interconnect but some of them's not that great like a roanoke that wasn't a good one but this new season is crazy i'll do the spoiler um basically it's uh this arthur this writer has moved to uh, he ain't moved but he's visiting a new england town kind of like uh stephen king would do but there's these black pills now if you take them it boosts your talent but you have to drink blood basically and if you take the pills without um without having any talent you just turn into this mindless creature that runs around killing people and stuff it's pretty good i like that it. sounds good
1: yeah
3: i've heard this new season's like pretty decent isn't, but... it, isn't it like a branch of american horror story like it's called something else
0: oh no that was the american horror stories that was just a bunch of series little short stories or whatever that was fun.
3: Oh, okay
1: yeah i was confused because i didn't realize until recently that those two were separate things I just thought this was I was like oh they're doing this now like they're doing like an anthology type you know and an actual anthology with like a, all these short stories but I guess those are like separate I
0: don't and, know I just
1: I feel like I'm so behind on stuff. I it's just
0: got Macaulay Col- like stuff it's got Macaulay Culkin in too which makes it even better it's, it yeah Culkin. I heard
1: about that <laughs> what's he what's he looking like these days
0: he uh, plays a drug addict in the, yeah. uh, in the, well
1: in the, <laughs> shocking and he plays
0: part very well <laughs> he's a he's, he's a, a natural he's a natural at it
1: <laughs> did y'all see a movie it came out god i don't even remember how long ago it came out but he uh, uh it was called party monster
0: yeah that he a, was in yeah it was it was
1: based on a true story i can't remember those dudes names but they they were these two club kid guys that used to be on all the talk show talk shows like back in the 90s um and they kind of like had crazy makeup and stuff and i think one of them killed the other one or something like that but they
0: made a movie about
1: it called party monster and was in it
0: i think that might have been one of his last movies honestly Um,
1: yeah i haven't really seen him you know it's not like because like i said i can't really keep up with everything that's coming out um even in just the horror world which is you know mostly what i watch it's like i'm so behind i'm so behind on movies and series and everything like that that's why i kind of started doing oh on the, on the channel i started doing like just some reviews like a couple reviews a week on my own because i was just getting so behind on stuff tell,
3: tell me you've seen uh
0: willie's wonderland I yeah
3: did. i liked it <laughs>
0: it's five nights freddy though but it, it was still awesome Oh, I just yeah. he did and stuff
1: <laughs> i just thought it was so cool that like nicholas cage is a national treasure and i know well, yeah he was in a movie called national treasure i get that's funny <laughs> but um but yeah just i i love him because he will just be in anything and even if the movie sucks he is like always worth watching you know what I mean? He's always doing some crazy shit, like, in the movies. And it's, The fact that he was in this movie and didn't say a single word through <laughs> the whole thing, just, like, I loved that. That was, like, my favorite part of the movie. It's <laughs> just yeah. that and, like, him taking a break, you know, at the same exact time, like, when his thing went off. Even if, like, all this crazy shit was in with monsters or running around, he's like, oh, break time, gotta go. <laughs> I just, like, every single time that made me laugh.
0: <laughs> Playing that yeah. fucking machine. i want some of that cola he's drinking i bet that shit light you up (laughs) uh, purple cola (laughs) yeah
1: what was it i didn't even remember what it was called but
3: yeah (laughs) Uh, i meant to go back and see what it's because it also said something like an inscription or something on the can oh did it
1: okay yeah i'm gonna have to go back and watch that again we just watched it not too long ago because we reviewed it but
0: yeah i just you know that that was a lot of fun It's (laughs) it's <laughs> what i like most about your about your podcasts is and your movie reviews and everything is you do old school stuff too like right here you recently did a little shop of horrors like, yeah that's awesome
1: yeah, yeah it was well it's weird because i hadn't even thought about doing that one we do um you know we mostly do horror movies obviously um we've done a couple of have we done a couple of musicals i feel like we have we did fan i did, we do did phantom of the paradise and stuff like that but um, I used to love Little Shop of Horrors, and I had probably hadn't seen it since like the '80s or '90s. And somebody, I guess, wh- um, somebody in our chat like recommended. It's like, oh my god, you guys should totally do that. Mm-hmm. So we put it in the in a poll, and that it won handily. And I was just like, so I was just so happy to like get to watch it again. But well, I didn't even realize that the version that I had grown up seeing, and we talked about this like extensively on the review. The version that I grew up seeing, the theatrical ending, the one that played in the theater, was not the original ending. um, And it's not the the way that the um, off-Broadway play ends either. Um, And I didn't realize that the last 20 minutes of the movie as it was originally shot is like super different and it's really, really dark. Like the plants win, you know what I mean? Like the plants don't get destroyed um, and, and, and all the protagonists die. So I was like, man, somebody's got to like have that. So I went on YouTube and somebody had put up um, the actual original ending of the movie that they shot. And I was like, oh, that's like so much better. I don't, I don't know if I would have liked it in the 80s because, you know, it would have been sad that like the characters died because they were good characters. But watching it now, like I'm like, oh, my God, that would have been like so much better like for the plants to take over the earth. That's rad. <laughs> but that's like how the that's how the off-broadway musical ends and I didn't realize that because I've never seen it I've only seen the theatrical version of the movie
0: when I'm when I bought it I got super pissed because I bought it offline and when it came it was the one with Jack Nicholson instead of Rick R- oh yeah I was like damn it and I had to buy it again
1: <laughs> I watched that one too like before we did because I had seen it but it had been a really long time and um I liked that one too. It was, it's, you know, it's not a musical obviously and it's, you know, really cheap, but the story is pretty much the same. And it was actually, even though it was from 1960, it was like way funnier than I expected. Like just Dick Miller playing, I think it was Dick Miller like that, character actor like him just coming in and like just randomly eating the flowers and then nobody's saying it. it's just like oh yeah this one's delicious or whatever and it's just like it was this running gag through the whole movie that he just kept walking into the florist shop and like eating the flowers and stuff and it's just like i don't know it was just like really really funny to me but um you know it's just it's so weird that a movie like that from 1960 just this cheap roger corman movie like somebody saw that about a man-eating plant and was like you know, we need to add some songs to that, and <laughs> like make that an off-Broadway musical. Like, that's so weird and I love it. But, you know, that's, watching it again, I was just, I, I remembered when I was a kid, I used to have that, uh, the soundtrack, actually, because I still remembered all the words, even though I probably haven't seen it for 20 or 30 years at this point. When did it come out? 86. Yeah. So I was um, 14? 14. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, okay. I was a beer drinking one-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> Walking in the sand dunes of Central Florida. <laughs> so have are, are you guys
3: ramping up for anything for um, the upcoming Halloween season? I'm kind of, I don't know, I'm considering. It's like we usually do
1: just a big Halloween show where we dress up and like read scary stories and stuff. But... I was going to do, um, I don't know if I'm going to do it now, because it's like I always have too much ambition. I was going to do like a 31 Days of Halloween thing where I would review like 31 movies that I hadn't got around to yet that I can't believe that I hadn't got around to, mostly old ones. Um, So I might still do that, but I really wanted to like do most of them ahead of time so I could kind of get it all out. But I don't know. Maybe I'll just do... The week of halloween or i don't know we'll think of something last year we did a big halloween show we dressed up um i was vampire amy from fright night um and uh tom was michael cain from the hand so he had like a severed hand and like nah it was pretty funny and he had like the wig and um he had a boiler suit So that was like pretty funny. And then we did the week leading up to it. We reviewed all Halloween themed movies. Like we did trick or treat, I think. And um, I can't remember all the Halloween movies we did, but we did like a bunch of anthologies and stuff. So I don't know. We might just do something like that again, but it's weird because I just recorded a review for the lady in white from 1988. And re-watching it I was like shit I should have waited till Halloween to do this one because it's like a perfect Halloween movie but oh well I already did it so yeah. <laughs> what are you gonna do now yeah. I gotta find some other Halloween movies to talk about
0: one thing that I'm very not I don't I don't know if I should be excited for it or if I'm terrified that they're doing it. Is Rob Zombie remaking the monsters
1: yeah I don't know how to feel about it um, um it's like I don't know, it might be good. But That's- the thing about it is that I don't I liked Rob Zombie's like original movies. Like I like House of a Thousand Corpses yeah. and all that, but um I have to say his remake of Halloween like made me more angry than pretty yeah. much any other remake ever. Even um,
0: in part two, because your fucking wife don't have to be in every fucking movie. She died <laughs> in part one she's fucking dead. There's no <laughs> point in having fucking in like hallucinations with her riding a horse it's stupid i hate that and <laughs> yeah. she's gonna be she's gonna be Marilyn monster i believe is the name i
3: think was. i think his worst movie ever was the what was it lords of salem yeah.
1: see i haven't seen that one yet because everybody that i know told me that it was bad and i shouldn't bother if, but
0: I is it, it. Uh, it's kind of like 31 in a I don't but.
1: think I did I see that one I don't even think I saw that or maybe I did and I just don't remember
3: it 31 is definitely more worth the watch than Lords of Salem
0: I'm the just of- uh, now if he casts now if Kevin Nash does get casted as Herman Monster uh, I'll, I'll watch it <laughs> what was <laughs> what was the, the the guy's name
3: that was also he, he was in the monsters but he was in Pet Cemetery Fred something fred gwynn yeah yeah Uh, i think without him (laughs) like i I don't know i I don't think you should mess with a good thing like that well
1: because his voice i mean is just so that's like such an iconic character and it's like anytime you do and it's like you know i love the monsters i love the adams family i love all that kind of stuff and i even i liked that when they did like the adams family movies later um but i don't know when just like characters like that get so associated with a certain actor It's really, you're really going to have a hurdle when you put something else
0: in there. My biggest fear is that he's going to make it dark and scary. When the monsters was not dark and scary, like, yeah, they were scary creatures, but they were just like normal people that just did weird shit, you know?
3: Yeah, they were just like funny. Yeah. That's not very Rob Zombie-ish content, you know what I mean? Like, that's not on brand. That's not on brand with him that's
1: kind of what it's like i know he's real into you know all that all that kind of like retro horror stuff which is cool and he seems like a cool dude like when they interview him for um you know horror documentaries and stuff but you're right it just does seem like i don't know if he's going to be able to um kind of not make it dark and like all of his other stuff is and just kind of make it lighthearted and fun like the show was but i don't know so now I'm, I, I wasn't, I didn't have like a lot of trepidation about it, but now I kind of do like the more I'm thinking about it, I'll probably still
0: see it, but I'm going to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I do love watching him live though. Like as concerts and stuff. And so, yeah.
1: I've never seen, I don't think I've ever seen him live now that I'm thinking about it. I've been to a lot of shows, but he
0: uh, hates cell phones. Apparently he hates Which, cell phones. Uh, we were standing there at the last one we went to, he's like, hey, everybody take your phones out, turn the lights on. Now put him in your fucking pocket. <laughs> and he's getting old too, so he's getting winded and having like lay down and stuff, but he's still putting on an awesome show.
1: <laughs> like in the middle of the show, he's like, yeah. hey God, I gotta
0: lay down. <laughs> I mean, think about what he does though, he's crazy. <laughs> put a yeah. cot
1: over there on the side of the stage.
0: Like <laughs> Angus Young scooting across the stage with oxygen. oxygen mask.
1: No <laughs> <A> walker. <laughs>
0: Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been my dream is to be a aging rocker, just getting drunk every day and walking out and screaming into a microphone and passing out. <laughs> that would <have> been fun. <laughs> I used to get fucked up and pass out sometimes and yeah. I <laughs> Those were the days. Yeah. Not- I
1: don't know if I ever I don't well, I drink a lot but I think I don't only only one time i remember ever like actually passing out you know what i mean usually i'm able to get get
0: home and get to the bed and like <laughs>
1: lay down in the bed then i pass out but it's like i w- i did pass out at a party one time
0: my issue was that this person that's talking right now would pass out but the body would just keep going like oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> And I'd have to wake up, I'd be covered in blood or something. I'm like, what the fuck happened?
3: <laughs> <laughs> he called he called me one time from a ditch.
0: <laughs> oh man. <laughs> um, that was a nod uh, jumped head first into that bonfire, wasn't it? Probably. <laughs> i didn't even get burned though that's weird <laughs> 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 apparently i took off running just dove into it and started rolling around in it, laughing and throwing ash everywhere <laughs> oh, man! <laughs> i used to get pretty fucked up now i can't even drink like three beers like if i drink a, if i drink three beers i'm sick for like six days it's weird
1: yeah it's getting i mean like i said we we've started like drinking on the show um so we'll have kind of like maybe two or three kind of large ones you know over the course of three or four hours or however long the show is um and then like the next day i kind of i feel pretty crappy so you know i'm getting old i'm pushing 50 and it's just kind of like I don't know. drinking's so fun though. I don't really want to stop. <laughs> but I, I completely agree.
0: Yeah. totally drinks like a twelve pack while we're doing this <laughs> <laughs> if if it were later in the day, I would definitely be drinking.
1: <laughs> yeah, see, I probably would too because it's Saturday. but and I actually thought about it. I said, like, well, maybe I could get a small one. and then I was like, wait, it's only three o'clock though that's lame I can't do that
0: <laughs> I, miss, I miss the days of being able to just drink like all weekend like and just go to work and it's fun I can't do that shit anymore I can't even snort pills and feel good anymore <laughs> <laughs>
3: see that's how that's kind of how I unwind though like I'll have like the weakest I'll have drinks every night like just but then on the weekends I have a lot of a lot drinks yeah
0: he's the only person i heard of that had to have beer delivered to him while you're sick with covid
1: i feel that i just i i would i would totally do that
3: i'm, I'm lucky to have a neighbor who understands and that drinks as much as me <laughs> <laughs> he, he made uh some garage deliveries for me <laughs> that's awesome yeah, I said
1: I would do, I would have somebody deliver vodka, that'd be nice if I was like sick in bed.
0: I didn't know this was a thing. The future's crazy. We ordered beer from Kroger and they brought it to the house. I was like, yeah. What? That's insane. Well,
1: like, they have a whole app now, I think it's called Drizzly, that is like DoorDash or Grubhub or something like that, but it's for booze. So you can have an app on your phone, and they'll just deliver. Somebody will go to a liquor store and like buy whatever you want, and bring it to your house.
0: We live in a crazy world, but that's that's one of the good things about the future, you well, know. Well, that's
1: what I said. It's like I saw a commercial for it the other day. I'm like, what a time to be alive! <laughs> <laughs> that's
3: So awesome. <laughs> it's it's crazy. Like
0: uh, what's even what's even more crazy is I can get booze delivered to the house, but where we live, we don't even have a taxi service. Like we have to drive. So if I need cigarettes after I got booze, I can't get that delivered. So I have to drive to a store after I'm getting drunk. It's weird. <laughs>
3: See, Cecil's in a little bit more isolated location than I am. I'm like 15 minutes away from Cincinnati. Yeah. So okay. so there's everything in the world here. But it's just crazy. I was, I was thinking about that the other day. Like even Amazon, like I remember in the late nineties early 2000s people talking about amazon and i'm just like I, why why would you order anything from the internet that's
0: not safe it was books like wasn't it? It was like mainly books or something yeah, yeah it, it was started out as just books
3: yeah. but if you th- think about like the technocracy that's evolved over the past 20 years and it, it's just it's absolutely insane like we don't have to leave our houses anymore
0: have you ever watched that movie Surrogates with Bruce Willis? Yes. Where people just lay in those coffins all day. They're laying in coffins all day and they control these bodies that walk around. That's what it's going to end up being. I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> at this point i, I pray for it because i'm i'm too fucking fat to walk to my garage like it's insane <laughs> i gotta get winded well it's <laughs> like
1: what well, i mean it's kind of like win-win i'm like wait you mean i don't have to get out of bed and i can get shit done at the same time that's
0: awful
3: <laughs> everybody <literally> just <laughs> has avatars that yeah. walk around for them <laughs>
0: that'd be fun really uh, but damn <laughs> in that movie they showed people getting all these pods you know being all skinny and stuff i was like that's not how that's gonna look (laughs) 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 i I, kind of move around but where i've been working from home and i walk from here to the living room i probably gained 70 pounds like if i'm in a coffin i'm just gonna keep gaining like it's insane see (laughs) i
3: have have to make sure that i force myself to to be active because i also work from home and like the day before i got covid i had walked and ran like eight miles Shit. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, at, like oh not not consecutively but throughout the day like i just have I'm, to i have to get out of the house like i go crazy
0: i might get eight miles a month maybe if that depends on how often i'll check the (laughs) mail
1: i do we have um like a nice like a county trail that's like right behind the back of our house so usually most mornings i get up really early and i go do like a really fast like i do three miles and um then sometimes i'll do like yeah you know like weights and Aerobic type shit, like in my office, because I work from home too. And it's like, honestly, it's Florida, and during the summer, I just really don't like to go outside, even early in the morning, because it just feels like Satan's butthole out there. And, um, you know. But I guess it's it's going into fall and winter now, so it'll be a lot more pleasant to walk around outside. Because now it's just like you just go out there and walk a few miles, and you're just like, Jesus Christ, it feels like walking like you're swimming through a sauna or something. How cold does it get there in the winter? Um, Not very. Um, And usually if it's going to be cold, cold, it won't be until like January or February. And it'll only be like for a night or something. Um, The coldest I've ever seen it get down here was maybe in the 20s. Um, And that was just like one time and everybody's freaking out. It never, it hardly ever snows here. I've seen it snow, but it's just like little you know, little flakes and it doesn't stick on the ground. Um, And honestly, it's really weird if it gets under freezing, like overnight. And it's not usually, it doesn't usually happen like on the coasts or anything. That's usually like in Ocala or something where it's all forest, like in the middle of the state. Then it'll kind of go and they'll get freeze warnings and stuff, but it's pretty rare. And it's just like every year I always wish that it's like at least let it be cold on Christmas, you know, just Christmas Day. That's all I'm asking. But it never ever is. I don't remember it ever being cold on Christmas Day. It's always warm.
0: I remember being a kid in Florida, and um, this was my first moment when I realized I was a dumbass. Um, I walked outside and it had frosted, and I was like, "Oh shit, it snowed, Dad! It snowed!" And he's like, "Thanks, no, you dipshit. That's frost." <laughs>
1: We used to have like the one time when my grandmother was still alive, when we were kids, we would make her, if it, if it was going to go under freezing, like one night we would get super excited about it. And we're like, we're like, grandma, grandma, it's like, turn all the sprinklers on. Uh, so it'll freeze like all the trees and stuff. So we'd have all these icicles and everything. And she'd be like, it'll kill all the grass. And we're like, we don't care. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause we were like little kids. We want to pretend it's winter time. Mm-hmm. So she had to go out like freeze all the grass. And then we'd go out there and crunch around in it, like in our little coats and pretend, that it was winter. It's like, I don't know. I, it's it's funny because I feel like people that don't live here don't understand that there's like no seasons and it's kind of depressing. I think it's depressing. And i so you know, I'm from here. I was born in Florida and it's still every year. I'm always kind of like hoping maybe this year, maybe it'll, maybe it'll be cold. Maybe it'll be like cold for a week and that would be so awesome. And it's just kind of like, it never does. It's um, funny. Cause I was reminded too, that When I was rewatching that movie, the lady in white, I think when I saw that movie back in 1988, that was the first time I realized because there was a line in that movie, like the first part of it, I think it's set in upstate New York and the first part of it is set at Halloween. And one of the kids says to the other kids, he's like, wow, it's colder than a witch's tit out here. And I'm like, it's not cold on Halloween. What are you talking about? Because in Florida it was always roasting on Halloween it's, like, so much so that, like, you'd go out in your costume for, like, 20 minutes. You'd be, like, fluff this. I got to go, like, change into another one because you'd be all sweaty. I didn't realize that in other parts of the country that it actually did get cold on Halloween. I thought they were bullshitting me. It
0: well, can it uh, be. I went <laughs> Um, We moved to Kentucky from Florida in 1993, right in the middle of the biggest ice and snowstorm that Kentucky's ever had. Like, It was insane. I went from Central Florida. It was like 80 degrees when we left. And then we came up here and it was like four or five feet of snow is insane. <laughs> and dad's driving that damn record. He about killed us seven times. It was insane. I was
3: just randomly scrolling. I didn't realize that, and this is just me being stupid, probably. I I didn't realize that For the sure. graveyard shift was adapted into a movie.
1: Yeah. It was uh I kind of feel like it's one of those ones that goes a little bit under the radar because so much of stephen king's stuff has been adapted i'm sure there's probably like i wanted to go i meant to go to the wikipedia page i'm sure there is one of uh, all the stephen king stories and books that have been made into movies because i'm sure there's like a zillion that i don't even know were made into movies because i was we were talking about it on that review and i was saying that um i was asking the chat i was like what, um, what Stephen King story or book that hasn't been made into a movie, would you want to see be made into a movie? And then I answered, I was like, Oh, they should totally make bag of bones into a movie. But then one of the people came on and said, that's already made into a movie. And I didn't even know. So there's just so much stuff. I mean, graveyard shift it's, um, the movie's not great, but it's like, it's pretty entertaining. Like the monster is the monster effects are really good, but it's kind of silly. It's not as dumb because I had w- seen it before but when I was re-watching it I said, oh, I had confused this one with The Mangler which was also made into a movie and I think that um, that um, Robert England was in that and I remember that one being really shitty. <laughs> so I was so I was thinking the whole time while I was watching Graveyard Shift, I was thinking of The Mangler. I'm like, "Oh, okay, well this movie is better than The Mangler um, but I don't know. We, so we were talking about on that show, we were trying to like come up with a sort of like a, you know, their like, levels of like Stephen King adaptations, like which are good ones and which are bad ones. I feel like most of them just kind of fall in the middle other than Lawn Knower Man, which was just like irredeemably <laughs> bad. But it was so bad that he just like sued to have his name taken off of it because he's like, that's not even my story anymore. They, they changed it into like some weird virtual reality thing, which had nothing to do with the story so but yeah so he did get his name taken off of that but some of the stuff they've some of the adaptations they've made for netflix nowadays and you know recently have been pretty good like gerald's game and um 1922 that was really good i kind of it's it's particularly his later stuff i think this stuff that's non-supernatural tends to make better movies
3: with with some exceptions 1922 definitely freaked me out a little bit like after yeah. i watched I, after i got them watching it i was just like you know that hit different than some of the stuff i've been watching lately yeah I know
0: it's very unpopular opinion but one of my favorite ones by him is secret window I like that turned into a movie i don't know why i love that movie so much
1: i actually like secret window as well i think it's kind of like an under underappreciated how did you guys feel about um
3: wasn't rose red his too
1: Yeah. I remember really liking it. I Now I haven't seen it since because wasn't it, th- it was a miniseries, right? Yeah,
3: it was like two two or three parts.
1: Yeah, I remember seeing it and I think it must have been the early 2000s because I remember watching it in my apartment in Tampa. And I think I moved to Tampa in 2001. So it must have been somewhere around there. But I remember really liking it. But I've been meaning to rewatch it because I've had like a couple people in the chat, like ask me about it and i was like i remember it being in good but
3: i don't i haven't it, seen it in a long time it holds up well less the CGI.
0: now this is this is crazy to me he's wrote 64 books roughly and he has 50 plus movies so basically just about everything he writes turns into a movie yeah that, i can't
1: i had a hard time like thinking of a novel of his that hadn't been adapted. Although I did, this is really weird. And I was like, talked about this on my book review show the other day. I was in St. Augustine and I was in a used bookstore. And in that used bookstore, they had a big like hardback of a Stephen King book called Revival. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what the fuck? When did this come out? I was like, I never heard of this book. And it came out in 2014, I guess. So I was like, well, fuck it. So I bought it. Um, and it was actually really, really good because I haven't really read, um, a lot of his newer shit. Cause I, like I said, I can't keep up. I have like so many other authors that I like, and he just writes so much that I'm just like, Steve, like fucking chill out. It's like, I'm so behind. I think like the most recent thing of his that I had read prior to that, I read under the dome. I read, um, what do you call it? Dr. Sleep. Like I read that before the movie came out. And, um, but this one, I hadn't heard of it and it actually ended up being, probably one of the his best ones that came out recently and i'm 90 percent sure that that hasn't been made into a movie although probably it should be because it gave me a real kind of like um ray bradbury type of vibe like something wicked this way comes type of thing like it was a lot because a lot of stuff to do with like electricity and i don't know i thought it was kind of cool but
3: it's weird guys, i just didn't hear anybody talking about it did you guys ever read any um Christopher Pock books, like in high school. I think I read one or two of them, but I don't really remember that much about them. I think that there's a, a few of his books that were like super underrated that could have been made into really good movies. There's one um that I remember. I think it was called The Season of Passage. And it was this weird, like almost, it, it kind of crossed over with Safa a little bit. Um, because most of it takes place on Mars. But it, oh. it's it's about like they they discover almost like a demonic presence on Mars. And just the, like the descriptives that they use in that book. Ghost of Mars. <laughs> it's it's just, that, I mean, it was it, super creepy book. It, you should add that to your list to check out sometime.
1: Yeah, I'm going to write that down.
0: Do you think uh, Stephen King has sold his soul to the devil? like how's he how's he come up with all this stuff like he's wrote so much stuff like i i don't understand that i I don't know who's the most published author there is it has to be him right
1: i mean you would think he's god he's just written so much and it just seems like i don't know i remember this was probably like a decade or so ago where he said yeah i'm gonna retire from writing and i remember him here like hearing him say (laughs) that i'm like shut up no you're not (laughs) you're not and he didn't i was like he has a compulsion he's just compelled to write every single day um and i read his uh you know that book that he wrote on writing that's kind of like sort of like autobiography but also kind of like writing tips and stuff like that too um and he's basically like yeah i get up every single day weekends holidays everything and i write at least 10 pages Wow. Um, so it, he's done that for so long that I don't think he could stop doing it just because he's so used to doing it. So, you know, you write 10 plus pages every single day, you're going to have lots and lots of books. Um, you know, eventually, yeah. like I said, the, the, the new ones he's put out are like really, really long. And he does other stuff too. He writes short stories. He writes, um, he has like a whole thing. He does like all these noir type, um, novels, like little pulp novels he does all that so he has like a bunch of other shit too like going on on the side like other than his big novels and everything like that which just kills me it makes me feel like so non-productive
3: yeah i I feel you there i I feel like here lately uh, one of the unexpected things of of this podcast is it seems like everybody we know now are published authors yeah and i'm just like I couldn't write a book. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I, I probably like, if that's the only thing I had to do, I could write a book, but these people like Jeff has 15 or 20 books yeah. and like Hadley is pumping out these, uh,
0: fantasy. Was it fantasy horror? Yeah. Something like that. Um, I've my issue with it is I've been trying to write one, but, my mental illness when i read it i'm like this is shit like I, I had literally like 120 pages wrote and i was like this is shit and i deleted every bit of it like just i've done that i've done that before i can't get happy with anything like everything seems stupid to me it sounds so cool when i'm writing it then i read over it and i'm like "Ah, oh, this is bullshit so i just hit delete and it's gone <laughs> like, it's weird um yeah.
1: i've done that exact same thing um, not as much nowadays because I've, I really need to get back into fiction writing. It's just that, you know, now that we're doing the show and, you know, that's pretty much an everyday thing. And I still do a lot of like freelance graphic design type of stuff. So working on the books is kind of like, I'm still wanting to do like a volume four of my true crime series, mm. but it's taken so long that I was just kind of like, man, I really want to get back into doing like fiction again. And I don't know if I want to get like bogged down and doing, you know, the fourth volume. I'm sure I'm still going to finish it because I did start it, but I was hoping to have it done by the end of this year. And I'm still only on like the third chapter (laughs) out of 20 chapters. So I'm just kind of like, holy crap, this is just going to take a whole other year probably. But I don't know. I'll try to figure something out. It's just, like you said, it's, you know, if writing books was all you had to do, like Stephen King, I'm, you know, he has other things to do, like he has to make media appearances and shit like that. But that's kind of like his thing, like writing books. So he mostly does that. And I just feel like I don't, especially since the podcast has gotten a lot bigger and we've expanded the show so much that that takes up, you know, like 75, 80 percent of my time. So I don't have a lot of other time to work on it. But I really you guys are
3: do putting out tons and tons of content. yeah. Like it- that's busy
1: (laughs) yeah and it's just I mean I like that we do a lot of live streams now because that actually weirdly even though we live stream like five days a week um it's you know it saves time in a way because I don't have to edit shit I mean the editing was what was taking so long I do edit some of the videos Um, you know like the movie retrospectives and you know my book reviews and my movie reviews but I don't do a lot of editing Um, usually I just I don't I have kind of like rough notes and stuff but usually I just kind of wing it and then you know I'll I'll take stuff out if I just forget someone's name or something like that but other than that I just like let it ride because it's just too much trouble to like sit there and make it all creative and right
0: (laughs) what were you gonna say Cecil you've got about 12 or 13 books under you don't you
1: yeah how many books do i have i don't (laughs) really know (laughs) i'm
0: pretty sure see that's a good
3: problem to have
1: (laughs) 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 well i have i have three true crime ones i have four paranormal ones and i have three novels two short story collections and like a novella like illustrated novel and I've kind of been what, what one another thing that I wanted to get done this year but I don't know if I'll have time was I wanted to do second editions of some of my of my old novels because they were published by like a real small press and the rights have reverted to me so I wanted to like publish them under my own imprint like do my own covers and i wanted to do audiobook versions of them because the, my novels have never had audiobook versions i did audiobook versions of my paranormal books and my true crime books but most of my fiction my short story collections i did audiobook versions of those but i haven't done my novels yet but that oh that's such a big project that's such a big project i we have like a little in the closet over there we built like a little audio booth specifically for doing you know it's got like all the foam and shit in there Um, And that's specifically for doing audiobooks, but it takes such a long time. You just go in there and then everything has to be edited and everything has to be like to, if to upload it to audible, it has to be like exactly right. Like all of the parameters and it's really a bitch. So I want to get it done, but
3: I just haven't had time to do it. I like, I'm a big fan of found footage films. Like, found footage horrors, uh, uh, especially. I don't know why. Maybe it gives back to the Blair Witch, but I, I pretty much watch every found footage horror movie that is available out it's, there.
0: It's strange, and it's not really even found footage, but one of my favorite ones is As Above, So Below.
3: Oh, that's a good one. I, I like that movie. movie. That's one of my top... I love that movie. Yeah, I like that, too. I, I just... The reason I was saying that uh, I saw where you did uh, Unfriended, yeah, which yeah. is semi-found. Well, I guess you. I it guess that. it's kind of found footage. Yeah, <laughs> it's
1: weird because <laughs> I always, I always kind of say that I don't love them, but then, like, I then I'll see some and I'll be like, "Oh, that's pretty good." Although I tend to like mockumentaries, yeah, and uh, you know, because I kind of feel like there's a difference between those two things.
3: So, like, it was, uh, what was? bobcat Goldweight. didn't he make like a bigfoot documentary
1: oh yeah was, thing? was it was did he um was he the one that made What was it called willow
3: creek was it called i think Will- that's it i think yeah. that's it
1: i don't think i've seen it yet it's on my list though
3: um because i've had a couple of people like like ask for that it's worth a watch it's kind of like um people going out to the bigfoot hunt and it it, it it's it gets wild it's crazy
0: i don't know if you've heard of this movie or not but totally loves this movie more than anything we was on an episode watching weird and have you watched wolf of snow hollow yeah his favorite movie yeah. <laughs> Dude, i liked it
3: I the liked reason it so the reason he's saying that is because that's an hour and a half of my life that i'm never gonna get back <laughs> that that's the worst fucking movie ever made <laughs> And nobody can tell me otherwise.
0: Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. Enjoyed I liked it. it too. Totally fucking bagged that movie for twenty five minutes on that episode. Yeah, it was like a a,
3: a movie review podcast that we did with uh, Weird Realities, and I sat there and watched that movie, and I was just like, Jesus, I, I wasted money. <laughs> and and the hour and a half to watch that so yeah i'm gonna rake it as hard as i can
0: <laughs> i really liked it
3: <laughs> yeah i did too <laughs> but yeah
1: i was um i actually did i recorded a review for another mockumentary um what's it called the conspiracy i think it came out in 2012 or 2013 or something like that
3: is that the one where they go to the they're almost crashing like bohemian grove or whatever Yeah,
1: it's that type of thing it was that was actually pretty good but like i said i don't i don't mind the the mockumentary style you know like movies like um the bay that's actually one of my favorite mockumentaries and uh shit man what was that one that was like australian about the girl that was missing god damn it we did a review of it and it's like i can't think of what the name of it is it'll probably come to me like 15 minutes from now but uh (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I really like that. that Why not watch, this? Style I of,
0: watch yeah. this? The Conspiracy. Yeah. Nice. It's good. This yeah, is- it's it's pretty I'm decent. Popular. Canadian. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Can't watch that now.
3: <laughs> I see where you did Near Dark, too.
1: Yeah, finally. They... We had been wanting to do that and we had so many people ask and it's like, I was just kind of like, man, we really need to do this movie. really. And then finally like Shudder added it. And I was like, okay, fine. Now we're doing it. It's weird because it seems like it's kind of hard to get hold of. Like um, I was going to put it, like I was looking for it on Blu-ray and the only, the special edition Blu-ray, it's like, you can only get it. There was like a French language one, like in France, and there was like a German one, but they didn't have a region one like special edition with a cool new cover and everything. I'm not really sure why. I don't know if there's some kind of like rights issues. It seems like it's kind of a bitch to get hold of. Like is- a survey
0: of film. It's hard to get hold of that in English. I had to learn German to watch it.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah I miss we
3: used to have this place called um Hastings. I think everywhere
0: were- did for a while bud <laughs> was it
3: I thought it was regional.
0: I don't know in my opinion. I don't know. Fuck Hastings. But
3: it was like a it was like a Walmart sized place where you it basically like resell on books and movies and stuff, and huh. you could you could find pretty much anything there. Any indie films.
0: It's hard cool. to find some movies like a uh, Toxic Avengers. I had to spend like fucking eighty bucks for that movie
1: it's just so weird it's so random it's yeah. just i don't know it's there's so much stuff on i actually watch a lot of stuff on um to they have like a massive selection of horror movies like most of them are shitty <laughs> like shitty indie ones but you really have to like look through their you know you really have to like look through their selection because there's a really really lot of good ones in there too and they're totally free to watch some of like they, you know they have ads and stuff but it's not too bad but they don't cut them or anything like that i'll tell but you i have it's it's nice to have that but it's like because i pay for so many fun streaming services man i pay for netflix amazon prime hulu shutter um it just i don't know disney plus I'm just all kind of crap
0: so I, when streaming started it was cool it was like oh hell i am spend 10 bucks and get all this shit and now i might as well buy a fucking cable like i'm spending like 150 bucks a month on streaming shit like it's a, <laughs>
1: <laughs> i mean between i mean i it's not too bad i probably pay well i pay for shutter annually so i think that's only like 56 dollars a year yeah so that's cheap um i think hulu is only like 650 or 689 a month or something like that um but i mean between amazon prime shutter Tubi, which is free and hulu and then like occasionally renting shit like on youtube or something i can see like 99 percent of the stuff that i want to say for you know for pretty cheap which is pretty amazing it's funny like to think that when i was growing up it <laughs> when vhs came out when you could first because you could rent movies for a long time before you could actually like buy them yeah when they first started selling VHS movies to the public, they were like a (laughs) hundred dollars each. Cause I remember wanting to buy the VHS for Rocky Horror Picture Show when it first came out like available. And I was like, this is $99. I can't afford that. So it's My just co- funny how cheap everything is nowadays. Because back then, it was like a big, huge deal, like buying a fucking VHS movie for a hundred dollars.
0: My cousin <laughs> paid one hundred and ten dollars for *The Crow*. <laughs> when they yeah. I was like, "What?" <laughs> I mean, it's it's like it's insane to think about, and it's insane to
1: think about that for a long time. You couldn't see, you know, movies that you wanted to see whenever the hell you wanted to watch them. It was like really difficult. I feel, just, like,
0: I feel like we might eventually go back to where that's a thing where people actually want to go back and actually do the shopping for the movie. Like, I always enjoyed going to the, the rental store and looking through them and shit and be like, oh, I'm taking this one home. You know, it's something special now. It's like, oh, shit, there's still nothing to watch, even though there's fucking... Two million movies right here on my TV. <laughs> yeah, weird. it
1: I can see that because it does get kind of like exhausting, like because I'm not really sure. You're not really sure what you're in the mood for, and you're just like scrolling till the movies, like, oh, that's okay, maybe that'll good, or maybe this one, or maybe that one, and then just like and then and then it's like bedtime, you're like, Fuck it, I'm not gonna watch anything.
0: <laughs> I really hope that rental stores come back. I hope Redbox opens full fledged stores. I'll go in there and get some popcorn. I still have a blockbuster movie on need to return. So when they open back up,
1: <laughs> well, that was kind of like that was kind of like a social. That was like how you know when you were growing up. That was like your Friday and Saturday night. You know, you go with your friends and you go to Blockbuster and get some candy and pick some movies out. Everybody get their own movie and then you just go back and like sit and watch them. That's kind of cool.
0: I always went like to the rental place that was down below our store. It was a movie rental and a pool hall combined. And I'd go down there and dad like, look around over there. And then he'd open up that secret door and walk back there. And there's always like pink lighting and shit. <laughs> 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 uh, I didn't get to enjoy the creep part of the VHS rental. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone before my time. <laughs> Man, I, remember I remember that story. <laughs> that would have been fun getting there and see all the movies up there with big boobies and things (laughs) yeah i don't
3: i don't know like it's it's a really weird time like i feel like not a lot of movies and stuff are being advertised right now or anything like they Ah. just appear Right, here's yeah
1: there's so much competition that's kind of the only thing it's in a way like i like it because there's so much good shit there's so much good content um it, but it's like hard for me to keep up with i really have to i mean so much new shit gets put up all the time that i really have to kind of curate i have to go to like different websites and be like you know what are good horror movies like so i know what to look for because it's like i don't you know i don't want to just scroll through and pick some shit at random and then it sucks and I wasted three bucks on it or I wasted an hour and a half on it. So I at least want, you know, ones that people are talking about that seem like they might be good or seem like so, but you really do kind of have to keep up with all that kind of shit because I wouldn't know what to pick otherwise because there's just so much stuff. There's just stuff everywhere. (laughs) you know what i mean it's like maybe that's why i kind of feel so overwhelmed like with doing the show and doing the movie reviews and the book reviews is there's so much stuff that i want to do there's so much stuff that i haven't read there's so much movies and it's not just new ones it's old ones too that i haven't got to um that i have because i have this i have a list That is like on this side, it's like 40 million like old movies that I really need to watch and review. And then this over here is like 40 million new ones that I need to watch and review. And it just takes me forever. And then there are like new ones coming out all the time. I'm like, oh, that looks good. I have to add that. And it's just, you know,
0: it's (laughs) it's just too much stuff. It's too much stuff. (laughs) I do think that's cool now, though. Like if anybody had a keen eye and a good script and people willing to do it, anybody can make a movie now. You can make one for like twelve hundred bucks, easy. Like yeah. I got enough shit in this room from just this podcast to where if I wanted to, I could make a movie. You know, and just had to have the people to do it with. Like I've got before we started doing like the where we had guests and shit, I literally had six cameras in here, and we had a switcher and we just switch it. Like is it like we got enough stuff to make a movie right here, but we just ain't got people to do it.
3: You know, there's it's funny you say that because if you get on YouTube and just type in like short horror films yeah there's a ton of independent people out there making really good shorts
0: yeah and it's crazy that anybody can just do that now like it doesn't cost a whole lot anymore you just have to have people willing to do it it's neat the future is cool and horrible at the same time (laughs) that's what it is
1: yeah (laughs) it is kind of i do like that that You know the the means of making things not just movies but you know self-publishing you know 3d printers etsy all that type of stuff so people that make anything you know as weird as you know even like really weird shit they can have like a niche market and they can market it to those people and actually maybe you know make some money on it or maybe even make a living off it which is awesome because i mean when i was younger and trying to be a writer and everything like that. It's like you needed an agent and you needed to submit stuff to publishers and you would get rejected and all this other kind of stuff. And it's like, it was really, really hard to make a living at it. But now, you know, it's really, you know, it's not easy to make a living at it because there's a lot of competition, but it's easy. I mean, you have like pretty much all the tools that you need to, because I mean, I put all my own books out. I do my own covers. I do my own layouts. I do my own audiobooks, books, um, you know, and it's really doesn't cost me hardly any money to do that. And it's like pretty awesome. So I, I've never thought that it would get like that when I was younger, but I'm really glad. <laughs> I'm really glad that it did get like that. I was watching um, I was watching a video from a couple years back and they were talking about all these big expos that they had of like oddities and curiosities type conventions. And it is astounding how many people make their living out of doing like weird ass taxidermy and like making shit out of like animal skulls and, uh, you know, out of you know, mounting beetles and stuff like that. And some, pe- and there's like these huge conventions like in cities where there's just tons of people that make that stuff and they sell it on Etsy and everything. And I was just like, you know, that's pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, you know, that. But- as weird as that is and it's just like not really mainstream for people to go around it's like hey i want a big taxidermy you know chimera creature or something like that but (laughs) i was like if that's what you want there's somebody
3: out there that makes that shit so we have a lot of oddities in our house yeah a lot of of weird stuff there's there's an oddity shop here in cincinnati um that has like a full-blown goat man like taxidermy inside it's good it's insane
1: See, I wish I could afford to have some stuff like
3: that. That'd be pretty cool. I don't know if I would want a goat man just chilling in the house.
0: That'd be fun. <laughs> yeah,
3: I
1: could. Yeah, I
0: can, I would put that. I would put that in my if I had like a house. <laughs> I'd definitely put it somewhere. I'll, I've always wanted a big taxidermy bear. I don't know why. That'd be fun to have. <laughs> uh, and um, that tax that that uh, sasquatch thing they have over there at the Somerset paranormal museum or something i'd have have that that'd be fun
3: like a sasquatch taxidermy
0: yeah that's what it looks like (laughs) we got a little paranormal museum down the road and they got a big taxidermy bigfoot looking thing it really ain't taxidermy but you know it could be like maybe they found one they have all (laughs) kinds of castings and stuff (laughs) they've got uh charles manson's toenails in there his whole
1: entire his whole entire toenails are just like part like where he clipped his toenails like clipped and somebody them. saved it
0: that's what it is something he clipped his toenails they got his beard hair somebody was
1: like "Ooh." <laughs> that's,
0: that's how, how it, wouldn't, it, <laughs> wouldn't that be horrible to be that famous that your toenails would sell for like ten thousand dollars but you don't get any of it but you did something crazy <laughs> like, oh that would be fun that I can't imagine
1: like I can't imagine having enough money to pay ten thousand dollars for for example Charles Manson's toenails. But I know there's people out there that would do that, but it's just like that's mind blowing to me. Yeah. <laughs> that that's what you would spend your ten thousand dollars on. You must really, really, really have
0: way too much money. You know, Charles Manson, there's people I don't know if there's a bunch of people doing it. Maybe it was just his grandson or something, but his ashes they're using it to get tattoos with what they're mixing his ashes and in tattooing and getting tattooed
1: huh that's an idea i guess yeah <laughs> you
0: gotta do that when i die totally like that's that that tattoo you've been wanting to get on me it has to be made with my ashes <laughs> <laughs> That's a little, little weird. I'll cut this (laughs) arm off and burn it just so you can do it if you want.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Shit. (laughs) It's
0: no weirder than a grown man wanting to get a picture of another grown man. They nose uh, tattooed on him.
3: i have a lot of weird tattoos man
0: so what's on the pipelines for you jimmy anything coming down the lines besides a lot more content on the youtube channel
1: yeah that's pretty much uh <laughs> that's pretty much what i'm going to be working on um like i said i just finished up i actually did finish up a lot of the board games that i wanted
3: to i get. was i was gonna ask you about the board games
1: yeah um i finished the halloween one Um, it's not for sale yet because it's still, I've ordered the, um, a proof copy. So I'm still waiting for the proof copy to come so I can look at it. And then if it's okay, then I can put it on sale. So the Halloween one should be out before Halloween. Um, and I did a, like an absinthe based one called the green hour. And I have a proof copy for that coming. And I did like a ancient Egyptian one also. And I also have a proof copy of that coming. And I think that'll be it. I'm going to do a horror trivia game eventually. But that might be next year because I don't know when I'm going to have time to do that. But at least I got all the ones that I already, that I had done. I got those all finished and I wanted to get them all put up for sale before the end of the year, which looks like it's going to happen now. So I'm excited about that. Um, And maybe next year I'll do some more because I have a couple more ideas, not just a horror trivia game, but I wanted to do like a weird, I wanted to do like a German expressionist look. I don't know what the game's gonna be, but it's just like, I want that to be the theme. So I might do that next year too. But, and like I said, I wanna get more into, I still wanna finish my true crime, you know, the fourth one. um, And I'll eventually get to, it'll probably be next year now, but I definitely wanna get back into fiction writing. I wanna write another novel and I don't know. I kinda wanna do like a novel, but like a multimedia type project maybe like a novel slash alternate reality game type of thing.
0: Yeah. You you should do one called Hillbilly Survival. (laughs) (laughs) We'll, we'll give you cliff notes on that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You said, you said you got one that's absinthe. I've never been so disappointed in my life as I was when I drank that bottle of absinthe from Italy.
1: It's not good. Well, I don't, I don't really like, um, licorice or like anise type flavors yeah. so I like the look of it and I like like the rituals where I like I like the glass and like the cool sugar cube thing and the spoon and everything I like the aesthetics around it but I don't actually really like the taste of it I got a bottle of it for my birthday a few years ago and I think Tom ended up end- ended up drinking most because he likes it but I don't really like it all, well,
0: at all. the reason I was disappointed was because I always heard like you're gonna get super fucked up on this and we sat there and drank the whole bottle. I was like, I barely caught a <laughs> Yeah, It's
1: not, it's weird. We were talking about that. I think me and Tom were talking about that on one of the shows the other day. I think that the myth that it has like hallucinogenic properties and stuff like that. I think that was largely back in the, you know, 1800s. I think that was kind of mostly put out by the wine companies in France because they were mad because absinthe was getting so much popular than wine. And it was like, you know, Get, you know cutting into their bottom line so they started putting out like all these rumors like oh there's all this crazy shit in absinthe then it'll drive you crazy and give you hallucinations and all this other so they were trying to like encourage people to not drink it um because i think that a lot of that it doesn't really have any more i don't think it has any more alcohol or not much more alcohol than any other type of booze
0: and yeah. if, it, if you did that marketing campaign campaign now though it'd have the complete reverse effect yeah it would be like what
1: hallucinations <laughs> oh,
0: <hell yeah. laughs> rad <laughs> yeah. I'll I'll that. Hallucinate. <laughs> <laughs> that was my goal though and we end up just drinking the whole thing and throwing the bottle on the fire <laughs> i went to uh i went to a haunted maze on it like it's fun where can they find everything i know you got websites and all that good stuff
1: yeah probably easiest thing just go to my kind of regular hub website which is just jennyashford.com and that has links to everything like all my books and everything or you can just go to youtube and go to 13 o'clock podcast and spend the next three years of your life like watching all the shit that we put up there over the last several years because uh man we we really do go on
0: <laughs> and on and on and on <laughs> it's, great. it's great content too i like watching it's sure. awesome oh thanks and you can catch us at twitter and bitshoot.com anchor.fm uh instagram we finally got that sorted out but we don't post anything on there <laughs>
2: <laughs> sorted out I,
0: I, I, I check messages that come through there and then i don't reply to them uh, <laughs> so if you want to be a guest you can reach out to us on all that you can reach out to us at bipolar underscore teddy bear at outlook.com and everything that i mentioned before is at wearing the folk so check us out there as well And thank you for watching us because we're watching you.